Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the two-time Stellar Award considered. Spin Award nominated. You're listening to The Voice. To The Voice. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. This is Pastor Bill Jenkins of Destiland Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! You're listening to The Voice, the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. In the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! What's good, radio family? TPV Radio is just getting hotter, and we have an all-star lineup just for you. Mondays, conversations with Joe and Jay at 7.30 a.m. Tuesdays, victory over the waste of life with author Deanne Lebrin at 6 p.m. Wednesdays, illuminating word ministries with Dr. Apostle Forrest L. Walker Sr. at 5 p.m. Thursdays, real talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30 p.m. Also, Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Fridays, the exclusive interview with yours truly, the Psalmist Voice, by appointment only. Saturdays, is Saturdays for Fetch with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones at 11 a.m., followed by the locker room with Coach D at 4 p.m. Sundays, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. And with the familiar, catch all of TPV Radio programming on Facebook Live at TPV Radio. Also, Live 365, tune in and all of our podcast social media platforms. Walk with us in relationship, purpose, and promise. And let's go! Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. Listening to Saturday's Buffet with Lorraine Brown, hosted by Roberta Jones, right now on TPV Radio.
could do it on my own But all that I found at the end of that road Is that concept for me was all wrong But I found a savior who turned me around And he placed his love on me And I will trust him, yeah To my last heartbeat Trust in your devotion But in the end Won't bring them
Amen, amen. Good morning, good morning, good morning to some, good afternoon to others. Welcome to the Saturday Buffet. My name is Tracy Davis. I am a guest host today for Sister Lorraine Brown and Sister Roberta Jones. Amen. Last week uh, was so exciting and so powerful. Uh, the Lord really blessed. We had three awesome men, African-American men on our uh, panel, uh, Brother Irvin, Brother Jeremiah, and Brother Kareem. Amen. Um, and I just uh, want to do a little uh, recap of what we talked about last week. We are talking about dealing with grief. Amen. Um, Brother Irvin, are you on the line? I just talked with him, Sister Tracy. He said he got called in to work, so he's not on the line. Okay, okay, all right. Well, hey, Sister Lorraine, how are you? Hi, Mama, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. All right, Brother Jeremiah, are you on the line? Yes, ma'am, I am. How are you this fine Saturday? I'm doing good. I'm about to say. Doing well. Thanks for joining us again. We enjoyed you all so much on last week. Sister Roberta, are you on the line? Sister Roberta? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, there she is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Amen. I know, uh, Brother... Kareem uh, had an event that was running a little longer than expected. Uh, Brother Kareem, uh, are you on yet? He may have to join us a little later, but just want to check. Are you there? Okay. All right. Well, he'll he'll get with us uh, once he's finished. I just, you know, God is so good how he sets things up and how he sets us up to be blessed and um, go through things. Uh, that he's already predestined us to go through. Um, on last week, we spoke with um, with three gentlemen about grief and how they deal with grief. And it was so refreshing because, you know, young black men usually don't talk about what they're feeling, their emotions, and how they are affected by things. So it was so uh, nice to hear young black men talk about feeling and emotion and we talked about the, the five stages of grief some people said there's seven stages we uh, went with the five stages the first stage that we talked about um, <clears throat> excuse me the first stage was denial and how you know we when we first hear about the death of a loved one or a friend we sit there and we're oh god this can't be you know our reaction is just unbelief and we talked about how um, even in denial of grief, you know, the word of God talks about that. And grief, although unexpected, is something that at some point, uh, I'm sorry, death, although unexpected, is something um, at some point that all of us will have to go through. And grief is the emotion that often accompanies uh, the death of someone that we love. 
so we can go through grief and be in denial, but at the same time, we have to trust God through it. So that song, the opening song, was so uh, befitting for where we are um, in dealing with grief. Um, stage two was anger. Anger. Oh, my goodness. Um, you get anger. You ask, how can you get anger about someone's death? It's very easy. You can get mad at yourself. You can get mad at other people. Um, you can get mad at even the deceased, you know, the person that left you. Why did you do this? Why didn't you tell me you were going to go? Right. Um, sometimes even the people that are left behind, you know, uh, we divert that anger toward them. And the Bible talks about that, too. The Bible tells us we can get angry, but then not. <laughs> so, again, God knew all of these things were coming, and he had the word of God that he left for us that helps us along the way. And then the third stage was bargaining. We want to bargain with God. We want to, you know, know, well, what if this and what if that? But the bottom line is we have to understand the good and perfect will of God. Amen. Yes. So Amen. God knew that these deaths were coming. God knew that we were going to be affected and hurt. God knew that all of these emotions were coming. So he gives us the word of God to help us along the way. So I just want to talk about, before we go to the fourth stage, I want to talk about something else that kind of comes with death and grief. Guilt. Guilt. Mm. After a death occurs, it seems, you know, pretty natural for us to go back and, you know, rehash the things that different people, uh, the people that have left us, the memories that we have, the things that they said to us and things that they left us. And we go back and we think about those things. And then guilt, guilt comes, which is a very powerful emotion. Um, and actually, it holds us bondage. Mm-hmm. It holds us bondage to the point where we can't really grieve or deal with our emotions because we're stuck in the guilt, the what if, you know, what if I had done this or what if I had done that. Oh, Jeremiah, we, if you don't mind, uh, Brother Jeremiah, if you would tell your story again for new listeners that may have... Um, not heard us last week. Can you tell us how grief affected you? Uh, yes, ma'am. So when I was um, when I was 16, I, I lost one of my best friends. Uh, he got killed at a party, and um, like you said, with the guilt, like I said last week, I I really feel like I could have done something to change. Well, at the moment, I felt like I could do something to change what had happened. Me learning now, getting older, knowing that it was in God's plan, it, it was no changing it anyway. But I felt guilt. I felt like I was supposed to be at the party with him. I know if I was at the party, I would have been with him. So, you know, I, I put some blame on myself. But like I said, growing and becoming a man, I understand that it's certain things are going to happen for a reason that you can't have any control over because it's a supernatural control over it. Mhm. Mhm. So that there is like a realistic guilt where you know I did something to actually offend someone. 
And then there's unrealistic guilt where you blame yourself for, for things that you had no control over, like what you just said. Guilt actually causes us to punish ourselves oh. and keeps us focused on the past. So what you just said was very, it was a, a powerful statement, uh, Brother Jeremiah. There was nothing you could do. You couldn't control that, you know. But yet this thing called guilt, it kind of jumps on your back and it holds you hostage. So we have to remember that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So we know that guilt couldn't have come from God. So as believers, we have to get to a point where we say, okay, now, I got to get into the word. I got to pray. I got to talk to somebody because I got to get this off of me. So, Sister Lorraine, can you talk to us a little bit about guilt and how guilt tends to affect us or if you've even gone through it with the death of someone that you love? I had more or less that um, that thing where I had to forgive. I got mad, uh, Tree. Um, my mother was killed when I was really, really young, and a lot of uh, motherly attention that I was seeking, I sought it in a lot of the wrong places. And so there was a, a problem with me uh, feeling like she had abandoned me. Um, mm. I went to uh, seek out some medical attention, and uh, the uh, person that I went to see told me at one of the therapy sessions, she said, next week when you come, bring a picture of your mother. So mm. I, I thought it odd, I thought it strange, but I was paying the lady, so I brought a picture of my mother, mama, 8 by 10. I got to the session that day, and she says, uh, she had two chairs facing each other, and she said, place your mom's picture in the chair in front of you. And I did. And she says, now tell your mother how you felt when she, when she passed. And I, I really, um, I really thought, you know, this is kind of stupid, but you know, okay, I'll, I'll do it. So I began to express to my mom picture that I was angry at her because a lot of people uh, had misused me. And had she stayed here, I probably would not have endured those types of um, treatment. And so mm. I was angry with her for leaving me and I had to I had to clear the air and um, mm-hmm. that really helped me so for mm-hmm. somebody that's listening today Tracy that parent has left them or loved one has left them and they they're really not we I really wasn't dealing with the death of my mom I really wasn't even allowing the fact that I was angry at my mother to surface I had mm-hmm. to seek medical attention in order to even find out I felt like that but mm-hmm. that just that simple uh, exercise really helped me uh, to get beyond that closed door in my life. Uh, as far as uh, guilt, I was too young. I think I was, what, I was like six years old, five years old. I was too young to really feel guilt about my mom's death, but um, I did feel like she had abandoned me, so I was kind of angry as, as I grew up and I, I received the hurts of life and I didn't have my mom to this to if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know um, I went, you know, through guilt um, from a couple deaths 
you think about if I had called them more, if I had done this, if I had done that, you know. But ultimately, there was nothing I could do to change, you know, the outcome of the fact that it was their appointed time to leave. Um, Sister Roberta, do you have anything to add um, about dealing with the guilt associated with grief? Well, one of the things that um, to add, you 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 know, most of the time you, we are people that look for a reason why. Mm-hmm. We think that everything should be explained and it happened because of. But once we realize that life just happens because it's life and there's nothing we can do about it, like, like you were telling Jeremiah, even if you would have been there, you know, um, when we look in the Bible, uh, Mary Martha told Jesus the same. I mean, Mary says that told him says, if you had been here, my mm. brother wouldn't have died. Mm-hmm. So they had the same problem. But Jesus let you know, he he had to let them know this didn't happen just so he could die, but it happened with it for another reason. And death brings forth life. Most of the time, it's in the pain of someone dying that some. Sometimes people come to get to know the Lord. They get, they, you know, they get closer to him. But everything has a reason, and we want to know what's the reason. Sometimes God let us know, and sometimes he doesn't. But, yes, uh, guilt, you know, there's uh, so many things that I place the blame, guilt on myself for so many different things, not, not just death, just, you know, even in the raising of your children. You know, you feel guilty. If I could have been a better parent, if I could have been, a, you know, if I would have done this, I would have, you know. But guilt, but what guilt does, if you stay there, it stops you from moving. That's right. You know, it kind of, kind of paralyzes you. It stops you from moving. And it's, it's, a, it's a trick of the enemy. Because if you stay trying to figure out why, you can't move on. You know, mm-hmm. have to keep keep going. But guilt is, uh, I believe, it's a it's a trick of trick of the devil to try and keep mm-hmm. us from moving. Amen. Amen. Um, it's always interesting, you know, to listen to uh, someone talk about the very thing that you've gone through yourself and and hear how they uh, coped with it. Um, I know some of the things um, in healthcare, you know, I, I deal with the elderly in nursing homes, and we often have deaths, you know, that occur, and the wives call, and and the children call, and they're expressing their grief and their pain and their guilt, and some of the things that we tell them on how to cope with the guilt is to talk to someone, you know, tell someone. Uh, that you trust how you're feeling Um, I am all for counseling I'm all for it I'm for it spiritually I'm for it psychologically I think it is a very um, helpful agent for us Um, so go speak to somebody about it Uh, sometimes when you can't get to somebody I like to journal Um, journaling is very therapeutic for me I like to write things down and then I like to watch God take those things and turn that frown upside down. Uh, so write it down. Um, if you're feeling bad about things that happened in the past, 
this is the biggest thing that a lot of us, especially um, as Christians, don't do. We have to, we go to God for forgiveness, but we have to learn to forgive ourselves. That's huge. You know, sometimes talk in the mirror so you can see yourself and tell yourself, I forgive you. You know, you weren't there. You Maybe you could have done other things different, but, you know, that's behind us. Forgive yourself so that you can move on. Um, and allow yourself just to remember, remember the good things. That's so that you don't stay stuck. And, you know, like um, Sister Roberta says, stay paralyzed. But it's, it's so good, you know, uh, the word of God, once again, 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if you are waddling in guilt, you can confess that unto the Lord and he will forgive you of that. Uh, Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So again, God has given us the roadmap to release us from the entrapment that the enemy tries to keep us in. Uh, Pastor Chris, what say ye about dealing with, with uh, guilt associated with grief? Well, amen. God bless all of you. Uh, and before I move forward, I got to give a shout out to all the ladies that are on the panel because it's Mother's Day tomorrow. So I wanted to give all of you a TPD shout out. Happy Mother's Day to you. And I wanted to give a public happy anniversary. I know it passed, but I wanted to give happy anniversary to our very own Roberta Jones. Happy anniversary! <laughs> oh, love you. But okay, uh, I'm stop. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. 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 It could be crippling for others. But see, we have to understand that this is what we come to. We all come to a point in our lives that we have to experience this thing called death and grief. Mm-hmm. Whether it's tragic, tragic, natural, suffering, whatever it is, as human beings, it's in our nature to want to survive. It's in our nature not to want to die. It's in our nature always wanting to go forward. But see, we have to understand that this flesh that we are housed in, it's fickle. It's going to die. It decays every day. But the best thing about it is when you are a believer, not not a saint, not a churchgoer, a believer, when you have a relationship, With the Father, comfort is right there, but it's up to us to take it. See, we have this issue called free will. This is Mm -hmm. what's stiping us from getting over our grief, our guilt, sadness, depression, whatever it is that we go through as a human being. 
We are making choices based off emotionalism. Uh-oh. See, we, we were taught that in church. See, when we get goosebumps, we start praise breaking, right, in some churches. See, when we start feeling certain things, we let our emotions control our body. See, the thing is, God is not about the emotion. He's about the heart. See, I'm going to get in trouble with that statement. But God is about the heart. He wants to repair what's broken in your heart. But we got to let him. But, okay, let me stop preaching. So uh, I'm going to go back, me and the band chilling. So, Sister Tracy, back to you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Um, can, I, that, can, I, can I say something, Pastor Chris? Absolutely. The scripture says that what he said is so so profound because the scripture said God is the God of all comfort. All comfort. All comfort. So it doesn't matter what we go. He's the comforter. He's the comforter. So we go to him for comfort. Uh, I was talking to a young lady. And she just thought God was mad at her because she wasn't tired, and I like. God, God is so angry with me. I said, God is love. He loves you. He's not angry with you. He knows you don't have the faith to tie, but what he's doing, he's talking to you to bring you to that place now. So what you mm. do, you go to him and you talk to him about it. Mm. I don't have the faith, Lord, but I want to do it. I don't know. Help me. So he's the yeah. God of all comfort. No matter what you're going through, he can comfort you and bring you out of it. That's the key. Pastor Chris is so right on. It's so awesome. And, and if we as believers get to that, that, look, I'm going to go through some things because I'm in this fallen world. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. blessed. But when I go through the comforter, yeah. the comforter, he's the God of all. He's going to comfort me in it. So I was I was just blown away with just that that statement he said. I just I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> oh, Sister Tracy. Sister Tracy. Yeah. I'm with mm-hmm. mom. Um it's like that's why after corona, I just can't go back to the house like we were. Mm-hmm. Um you got this young lady that thinks that God is gonna blow her up because she's not giving tithes. And, mm. and we're in the church and we're not teaching common sense gospel that God loves us in spite of who we are and once we figure out the mm. the depth of God's love we'll, we'll stop we'll stop taking his time because of how much he loves us it's just like being being in a relationship with a husband and a wife uh, once I figure out how much my husband loves me respect is like Natural. It goes along with the biscuits and the pancakes. Mm-hmm. The problem is, mm-hmm. the problem in our houses is we're not feeling loved and celebrated, and we're we're acting that out. So when yes. we figure out God's love, we'll stop a lot of this foolishness that we do. And that's Ooh, not on grief, yeah. is it? Okay, just that's, treat, no, okay. that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Cause it's a heart thing. <laughs> that's Pastor Chris. See, I told you you have to watch Pastor Chris. He brought a whole nother circle. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, I, I just was being obedient. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I, I, I roll on a different vein. I, I just let it go. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> hey, hey, 
keep, keep on rolling. I'm rolling with you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sister Jones. Thank you. I won't get beat up by Sister Lorraine later on. I don't want to get spiritually beat. I'm sorry. Amen, amen. Well, I, I love you, Sister I, I Brown. thank y'all for that. I thank y'all for that. Thanks for the input. Amen. It, it is so true. Um, uh, in all that we do, you know, it's, it's, it's not about the emotions. It is about the heart. I tell people a lot of times, um, even Christians, it's a heart thing. And when they get to the point where they love God with their whole heart, there's things yes. that they no longer can do. You know, yep. you can't go and 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 uh, play lottery no more and things like that. You it's just things that your heart isn't in it anymore. And the same thing with tithing or whatever else we're doing. Once your heart is totally in it, then it comes second nature for you to do. Yep. First nature actually for you to do. Amen. All right, so. <laughs> We're, we're going to uh, get back on track. We're going to go to a song, and then we're going to come back and talk about the fourth stage of grief. Amen? Amen. You're, you're, you're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Lorraine Brown, hosted by Roberta Jones, right now on TPV Radio.
to make a way. We all need you. That's why we pray. We all need you here in this place. We all need you. Show us the This is God's journey, child. Fed old chestnut. And you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. You're, you're, you're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Lorraine Brown. Hosted by Roberta Jones. Right now on TPV Radio. Amen. Amen. Welcome back. We need you, Brother Titus Showers. Amen. Just so happens that that's my cousin, but bless the Lord. He is an awesome song. We thank God. We thank God for that song because we do. We need him in everything, in the little things, in the big things, in the things that we think we got all wrapped up and we got it all mapped out. We need him in all things. Amen. Amen. Um, so there was a question about what I said about playing the lottery. The uh, we, We're going to get back on track, but the question was, is it wrong? One thing that I learned a long time ago is when we question is something wrong, I ask myself, is it glorifying God? Does playing the lottery glorify God? So that's where I, when it comes to any type, any type of gambling or whatever you do, anything that you do that um, that that you might have questions about, that's what I ask myself. So, uh, Sister Roberta, I'm gonna ask you: uh, Is playing the lottery wrong? That's one of our callers, our listeners, is asking about that. What say you? I think I think Pastor Chris should go to a song right now. <laughs> <laughs> Will it send you to hell? No. Right, right. It won't won't send you to hell, no. But the thing of it is, if you want, if if you're doing it to, God has given you a way for provision. He gave you the greatest provision there is. He told us that that if we uh, give, he said, give, and it shall be given. Good measure, pressed out, shaken together, running over. Right shall men give unto your bosom. So God mm-hmm. has given you the method of, of uh, prospering. Yeah. You know, so it's your motive and why you're doing things. Do you want to just throw your money out? I'd say this. You know, do you want to just take your money and throw it out? In the, do you do that? Just take it and throw mm-hmm. it out? Because when you play lotteries, that's what you're doing. You're not, you're not, he said, be a good steward of your money. So you, that's not being a good steward. To trust God mm. is, you know, you put your trust in the lottery, he told, he told you to trust me. So mm-hmm. if it glorify God, then the question is, does it, does it give God glory? 
Right. You know, when you go to, 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 to play the lottery, do you say, oh, glory to God, you know, <laughs> do you praise him? <laughs> so, you know, we were, we were created to give God glory, give him glory. Right. Whatever we do, we're supposed to be glorified God in our life, that he would shine. So is he shining when you do that? Mm-hmm. So, you you know, it's, it's, your walk is personal. Right. Personal. That's right. If you have, you know, you, the one that you need to ask, ask the creator. You know, it's about relationship. You know, Pastor Chris mm-hmm. says it so often. It's about relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he told you, he told you to give. He told you, you know, to to to, to tithe. He told you how to do it as a believer. Not a world bring on their system. So, is it God's system or the world system? Hmm. I'll let I'll let Pastor Chris get deep with it, you know. Uh-oh. <laughs> let let's go to let's go to uh uh Sister Lorraine first before we let uh Pastor Chris because we know how that's gonna go. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, because I did not <laughs> want to follow that joke there. Listen, what I how I responded to the question was um lottery is a chance and walking with God is faith and trust. Um, I think about if Jesus came to my house and knocked on my door today, would I offer him water, pop, or a strong drink? If Jesus was with me in my car and I was going uh, about my daily life, would I say, Jesus, come on, uh, uh, lay hands on my lottery ticket because I want to win. So whatever I won't do if he's standing next to me, I should not do because he lives in me. Hmm. Hmm. That's good. That's good. Amen. Amen. Uh, Brother Jeremiah, is this something you want to chime in on? Uh, no, I don't, I don't really know the answer to it. So I'm letting y'all get a free game out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris. Uh, we're going to get in trouble with this statement, but I got to be obedient. All right. Mm -hmm. The lottery is like the tithe preached today. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Now, a lot of us Now, I'm not saying tithing is wrong, so don't inbox me. What I am saying is we are taking a chance. When we are tithing to some ministries that's just all about the Benjamins and not about your soul, you're playing the lottery. Now, the lottery in the natural is the same thing. You're throwing away your what? Money. So, again, Be mindful. You have to have a relationship. I'm sorry to keep saying it, but it's the truth. In order for you to understand what to do with your money, you have to have a relationship with God. I don't Mm -hmm. care if, if, uh, if Bill Gates knocked on your door. I don't care. You have to understand that, yes, we have to be good, good stewards 
of our finances. But what people don't understand that your first ministry is your tithe and offering. Mm. What's that? Mm-hmm. Your family. Uh oh. We about to shut the whole church system down. See, they, we preach this thing. We want to put labels on. Oh, it's wrong to smoke. Oh, it's wrong to play the lottery. Oh, you're going to hell in a handbasket. Well, you have to have a personal relationship first. I don't care mm-hmm. how many times you go to church. I don't care how many times you go to Bible study. If you're not applying it in your life, then it's going to be business as usual. And then when something happens in your life, you feel in some kind of way because you threw away the, the seed and you wasn't being prayerful on how to plant it. Let me stop before we set this whole thing down. So, Mr. Creepy, I'm done. Back to you. Amen. Amen. I agree with everything that all of you said. Amen. And it goes back to, number one, it's a heart thing. Number two, mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> it's a relational and number three, does it glorify God? That that mm-hmm. anything that we do, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, we want to yeah. categorize certain things. You know, certain moves that we make are okay, and others aren't. But what does God say about it? That's what yeah. it boils down to. Amen. Amen. All right, we're gonna get back on grief, and then uh, we we gonna let whatever God want to do, we gonna let Him do it. But we want to talk um, about stage four of the grief process. Amen. Depression. Depression. Uh, Depression uh, often leads to you become emotionally and physically removed from your family, from uh, your peers, from your friends, from your everyday life. You are going through the emotions and you're like a gerbil on the wheel. That's it. You're just going round and round. It's like you can't get anywhere. Um, It's hard to face the life, uh, the day-to-day life uh, issues alone and you appear to be kind of like in a trance in no man's land so you ask yourself like what is the point you know what is the point I have nothing to live for I have nothing left to give and all this stuff this is one of the stages associated with grief and I'm going to say this um, depression is not just associated with uh, a death um, I personally mm-hmm. Uh, went through several uh, stages of depression throughout life. I remember a time when I was younger, I went through depression, um, didn't know it was depression. Uh, I just knew I just felt in a dark place. Um, And I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody. And I felt like I couldn't, no matter what I did, you know, it wasn't good enough or it wasn't whatever. I went through it um, in the military when I was away abroad, away from home. I went through uh, stages of depression. And after um, having a surgery, uh, it threw me um, into a stage of depression. And, you know, one might ask, well, you you know the Lord, you know the, you know, the joy of the Lord is your strength and, you know, and all this. Yep, I know the word. I know it very well, but I also know that these things are something that you cannot control. And people go through depression just, um, uh, there were times when I was a single parent, um, 
and the kids didn't know it, you know, but I would be in my room crying, you know, and I was so depressed because I didn't know how I was going to get on to do the next thing or the next bill that had to be paid or whatever the kids need. And you go, you fall into a state of depression. Um, and I just uh, want to talk to Jer- Brother Jeremiah, you know, as it related to grief, how did you, uh, or did depression even, was that one of the stages that you uh, dealt with when it came to the death of your friend? Oh, yeah, uh, depression definitely um, was one of the stages. It, it really came later on as I got, uh, I would say, like, around 18 and um, well, I probably was going through depression that whole time, just not knowing what depression was. But right. uh, once I got into the military, I started to go um, go see uh, somebody for like just talking to a therapist because it was free pretty much. So, uh, and I didn't even know like literally every single time I'll sit down and she'll just have a regular conversation with me and just talk to me about my past, and I start break down crying like. Mm-hmm. To a stranger at that, mm-hmm. I'm just like I. It, it felt weird, you know, right, mm-hmm. the first times I was going because it's like a. I don't. I'm not even emotionally. Uh, I'm not an emotional person, especially around people. So around somebody I know, it felt really weird. But mm-hmm. as um as you guys were saying, the the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So mm-hmm. the best way to, for him to do that is internally. So mm-hmm. to to break down a person. The easiest way to do that is with their mind. So with mm. that goes with grief, which is, can turn into depression because you're you're beating mm-hmm. yourself up about it. So that's why it's always good to just go talk to somebody. Like I thought, I w- I never even thought I would go see a therapist. Like I thought that was some movie stuff growing up. But mm-hmm. in our community, we have to understand it, it better's people, and that's mm. what we need to do. Mhm. Uh, that's good, Brother Jeremiah. What made you go see a therapist? Was it something that a provider asked you to do? Was it just something that one day you said, this is what I need? Uh, my mother. Oh. Would that be me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, just have, okay. And, and a lot of people don't have that, though. A lot of people don't have a mother to tell them they need to go see a therapist or uh, a praying grandma. So, you know, Amen. you can't get, a lot of people are not going to get that from their family. So God has placed people with their jobs to specifically do that and help you out to further your life. And it's ultimately going to uh, help your family out because you're going to raise your kids better by knowing, by dealing with your trauma that, that you had as a kid. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's good. That's good. Sister, Sister Lorraine, let's, let's talk about this depression, you know, whether it's grief-related or just life-related. You know, uh, Sister Tracy, I'm, I'm with Jeremiah. When I first um, encountered uh, depression, I didn't know what it was. Um, there was a phase in my life, and it was not so much death as it was um, broken relationships, um trying to live a healed life in a, a sickened condition. Um, there had been so much trauma in my life as a child that um, I was responding out of it, but I didn't realize why. And so my depression uh, came 
And I was in a in a place where I didn't bathe uh, mm-hmm. for weeks. I stayed in the mm-hmm. house with the blinds closed. Um, I was uh, very fearful. Um, I was um, I cried a lot, and um, I had two children at the time, and they basically had to fend for themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't I didn't have the strength to get up to feed them. I didn't nurture them as a mother. I was a yeah. basket case. And yeah. so when people um, say that they don't believe in God, I don't have anybody else I can believe in but God. Uh, there mm. was a, a time in my kitchen on Weber Street when I lived in Michigan. I slid down the wall in my kitchen. And mm-hmm. I knew at that moment when I was sliding down that wall that I was at a breaking point of I could I could lose my mind right now and be gone forever. Mm. But God didn't but God said no. And, and 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 now another thing that comes to mind and I promise you I'm gonna quit after this. There was a time when I was in my bed and I was asleep and my baby at the time was Valdemar. He was eight months old. And he was in my bed, and I, I was to the place, Sister Tracy, where I wasn't changing diapers. My babies was wet. They were hungry. Um, they was just in God's hand. And that particular mm-hmm. day, I was laying in my bed, and I was dreaming. And in my dream, I was I had some water running, and I could hear that water less and less. I was moving further and further away from the sound of the water. And I knew that I was dying. I was literally mm. dying, laying in my bed, and I heard a voice. Mm, yes, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name <laughs> of Jesus, we have the victory. And I heard that singing. Uh oh. Uh oh. And I begin to draw my my spirit begin to go towards that voice. And when yeah. I come to myself, my baby was singing. In the name of Jesus. Mm, so mm, you tell me God mm. ain't real, you need to talk to the next lady. Because this lady, I'm fully persuaded. And I'm convinced yeah. of God. Because he, he come and got me. Because the devil was taking me. I was leaving this world. And I was in a state of depression. So those mm. that are walking in depression, lean towards God. He'll deliver yeah. you. Amen. Thank you, Sister Shreve. Amen. Amen. I can totally relate to that. Um, Totally relate to that. Uh, My children so often not knowing, you know, the state of mind that I was in, they were uh, so influential in helping bring me out of depression. God used my children uh, during that time. So I I definitely can relate to that. Sister Roberta, Sister Roberta, talk to us about depression, whether life-related or grief-related. How can you help the people? Well, I uh, I went through, uh, with my, when my father passed, I didn't want to go back to church. I didn't want to, uh, actually, I didn't go back to church for a while. And a couple mm-hmm. of sisters came to me, uh, and they said, all right, that's enough of this. Get up. You're going to the church. I had no, I didn't want to go back to church because I didn't want to, I didn't want to deal with, I didn't want to deal with the, hey, sister, the folk, you know, the, 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 the,
Because mm-hmm. I was hurting. I didn't feel like God was good because I was hurting. You know, and I, you know, if you come in there and say I'm hurting, you know, you, you know, what's wrong with you? You're a Christian. You don't know Jesus. You know, you. Right, but I was hurting, right. and I didn't, I didn't feel that He was good. And they came and got me. And they came and got me. So it's time for you to go back to church. And and I started back to church, but I, I didn't, I didn't know it was depression. You know, right. but it comes in different forms and in different ways. And it was times, you know, that the enemy told me one time, he says, uh, I was really going through uh, seven kids, lost the house, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, my whole, the rug was, was pulled from under me. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he said, you might as well go on and kill yourself and your kids. He said, I mean, where, where y'all going to go? Y'all don't have no house. Right. Y'all don't have a house. You don't have, go on and kill yourself and get rid, you know, you'll be out of your pain, out of your misery. Your kids will be out of your, out of their pain and misery. And so I understand how people can do that type of thing because the enemy, he speaks, he's a real enemy and he speaks to us. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God for people praying, praying for me. I had a praying mother, praying, you know, and family members that that were praying. So that's why it's so important that we we pray for people. When people come mm-hmm. to your mind, just begin to pray for them. Begin yes. to talk to God. You don't have to know. You don't have to know. You know. And I often tell people, I don't want to know people' business. God I knows. have enough on my plate. Because when I know the mm-hmm. business, I mean that I got to go to God be, be, on their behalf. On their behalf, yes. <laughs> on their behalf. So that was the thing that 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 helped me. The things I went through helped me to look at other people differently. And it was in my depression that I came to to understand and know who Jesus really was. Yeah, have Amen. a relationship with me. You know, and I also went to a, I went to get counseling. And uh, the counselor, you know, he got to the place where he was asking me, do that make sense? Mm. I was like, you what, what am I going to get on the couch and then, and lay down and talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get on the couch. I want to. I want this to be like it's on TV. You talk. You know. Right. And I'm talking to him, and he says, "How you know this?" I say, "I see you doing it." He said, "Oh my God!" Then he thought. Then then he thought. Did that make sense? I'm like, I'm here for. You. I'm here. I'm here for you to help me. I need you know? help. So yeah, I need help. You know. <laughs> but I tell people this: that people that are going through. Uh, therapy is, is good, and also uh, uh, when you use your um, if you if you uh, whatever you do, if you sew, if you knit, if you that's therapeutic. You know, do things mm-hmm. when you start doing things. You know, it'll help you come out of that. It might seem it might seem crazy, it might, but it works. You know, because mm-hmm. you're using your brain for something, and you're not just sitting there being idle or whatever. You know, whatever it is, whatever you if you write, just start writing. Whatever you, whatever you know, you you uh know that you're talented in. If you're singing, start singing. Do whatever you can, you know, to bring you out of that. Don't just sit like Lorraine. She starts singing. She's a singer, mm-hmm. but God wouldn't mm-hmm. give me that song because He know I can't sing, you know. That <laughs> 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 would hurt his ears. So it's <laughs> whatever you can oh. do. If you if you yes. take a draw, throw it. You know, just don't yes. sit idle, idle by. Just start doing things. You know, if you can't, you're not around anybody. You might not have a friend, family. You might, but you do have God. You know, start doing things. Just start uh, 
you know, I used to bake cakes, and I started baking cakes and uh, uh, decorating cakes and stuff. Pick up a hobby. Start mm-hmm. going, pick up a hobby. You know, you don't need a lot of money. Start. I even, even uh, um, if you just start uh, start uh, coloring, you can coloring books, crosswords, mm-hmm. do something, do something. Just don't let the devil talk to you. Speak, you know, talk to you. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. You, I know you. Uh, we used to see uh, you coloring um, at the table. Like, no, what's wrong with her? But not me with my grown <laughs> stuff. I don't want to bought me a coloring book and some color pencils, and I find myself. Hey, you sit at the table. You sit at the table to, you know, just I'm a color one page, and it's five hours later, and you didn't, yeah. you know. A whole canvas is, is completed. So it is very therapeutic. And, and when I'm going through. Uh-huh. Get big mad when the grandkids be saying, Granny, let me use your love. Boy, not here. Don't use oh. my No, no, no. You can't use my color pencils. No. <laughs> i get you some crayons. <laughs> but you can't use my color pencils. But it, That's what I'm very, talking about. Is very therapeutic. It really is. And yeah, I mentioned earlier earlier journaling. Um, yeah. And just it's, it's interesting because just on last night, uh, I was leaving work. I've had a long work week. I mean, I've, a couple nights I worked to 11 p.m. this week, and I was just um, exhausted. And all I could think about yesterday was coming home. You know, I just want to come home, and I just don't want to do nothing. And a girlfriend called and said, hey, uh, can you do dinner? And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was, it was a slow yeah, but I was like, okay. But I could tell in her voice she needed to talk. And she and I went to dinner yesterday, and it was just that. It was talking. And as she finished just emptying out um, to a place where she felt safe, to a person that she felt safe with, when she finished emptying out, she cried. And she said, I needed this so much. I needed this. She said, because I hold so much in, you know, and I walk around like I'm okay. And I walk around that like it doesn't hurt. And I walk around like with a smile on my face. She said, but it gets to a point where people don't even see. I'm crying and the tears are going behind my eyes. I can feel the tears dripping down behind my eyes because she said I'm torn up in the inside and I don't have a relief. And I told her, I said, you do now. (laughs) Don't you ever feel like you have to go through something alone. You have to know that God has always placed someone in your life that can help you. Someone mm-hmm. you can go and say, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Yeah. I know it looks good on the outside. I know I'm driving this pretty car and I'm living in yeah. this pretty house. And I, I look, you know, nice in these name brand things, but I'm not okay. The inside is torn to pieces. I'm broken inside. I need Ooh. help. So for that person, whoever you are, and you're going through depression, I've been there. I've been there, and I'm sure I'll continue to go through things. But you have to know that you have to have somebody. God has already put somebody 
in your life to help you. Put somebody in your life. Even if they can't help you, they can just listen to you cry. If they can listen to your pain. If they can listen so you can release, that's your help. That's your help. Because depression is something that it, it wants to take us all out, you know. If it can keep us stifled, if it can keep us paralyzed and rooted in some mess that we ain't got no business being rooted in, it wins. But we serve a God. We serve a God who's bigger than depression. So we speak against depression. And we pray now in Jesus' name, anybody who's listening that's going through it. And like we all basically just said, we were going through it and we didn't even know. We were depressed. We just knew something wasn't right. Something wasn't right. So to that single mother, to that single father, to that husband and that wife, to that that child that's in a household, you know, where things are uh, uh, in unrest and you don't know what to do, you know something just ain't quite right? Yep. Number one, take it to God. And then find you somebody to release, release that pain to. Amen? Amen. Oh, Lord. I don't know where that came from. Brother Chris, you just being bad with that music. <laughs> I, I couldn't help it. The band would not stop, so I had to let it go. Pastor Chris, I know you 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 set the the band off, but I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you talk. I'm gonna let you talk just a little bit about depression. Now you you be good, okay? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, I can. I can relate as well to depression because when I was broken, literally, my body was broken, and I fell into a depression when I was in that hospital bed. There was no more flowers, no more people. It was just me laying there. Okay, I can't walk. I'm all broke up. The doctor said I'll never probably walk again or walk normal again. I got so much to do. My baby girl was just born. She's at home. She's on oxygen. What am I supposed to do? I felt like I needed to end it. Honestly, I'm going to be straight up. When I I felt so abandoned by church folk, I'm saying church folk. I'm not saying the ones that are the true believers. The ones that are religiously sound. See, you we get these bandwagon saints. And see, bandwagon saints only stay around when you're popular or when you're doing something that looks good, sounds good, mm. smells good. But then at the end of the day, when you need them the most, it's just you and God. And it takes God to pull you out of it because the first thing the devil attacks is your mind. When your mind is gone, your spirit is gone. But you have to protect that thing like it's the last thing in your life. Like you would give your life to your child if you see somebody coming to bring harm to him or her. We've got to protect our mind because the battlefield is in 
the mind. And if we in don't protect it, the devil's going to wreak havoc in your life, and you're going to end up doing something you're going to regret for the rest of your life, or you'll never be able to do nothing again because you allowed the devil to play head games with you. And when your head yes. and your mind is gone, your heart is gone because you don't feel nothing. You get numb. You do fall down a wall. You're ready to jump off a bridge. But I'm telling you, if you allow God to be a relationship counselor in your life, I know what I'm talking about. When I got rid of my my, my big head and my decrees on my wall, oh, I'm this and I'm that, God had to strip me to the point where it was all about him and me. See, you got me started, and I'm going to be quiet. So, sister, back to you.
come in there with an extra five suit and get me. Yeah, yeah. Don't you come yeah. in there with a cupcake. I don't need a cupcake. I need yeah. a mirror. You be quiet, Pastor Chris. Go ahead, Sister Tracy. <laughs> I, 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 I can't stop him. I, I can't stop him. I saw 
Just know that he is your strength. 
That's all we have to do is tap into him. Tap into him. Amen. Amen. Woo, Lord have mercy, have Amen. mercy, have mercy. We got a whole nother stage, Jesus. <laughs> Good God of mercy. And so many things that can get us here, uh, Sister Tracy, a lot of times when we think about grief, we automatically go to the mindset of, of death. And it does not necessarily have to be death as you know, it could be it could be a loss of a job. It could be yes. the death of a relationship. The person is still yes. living and walking around every day and, and you not knowing how to heal from that. So there are a lot of things that bring us grief. Yes, yes. I I said last week, you know, um, the my divorce, uh, my first marriage, when I divorced, you know, I went through a stage of grief because mm-hmm. that wasn't supposed to be, you know. Right. I was supposed to work this thing out and stay the course. But good God Almighty, I had to get up out of there, y'all. But uh, listen, I, even in that, even in that, even in that, you know, there was, there was grief, there was depression, but I saw the strength that came from God. He gave mm-hmm. me the strength to be able to parent three children. When mm-hmm. I didn't have the finances, you know, to make things the way I wanted them to be, you know, but I was I did what I could. But I tell you what, the center of everything I did, God was there. He was there. Amen. And he met every need. And he took care of me. He took care of my children. And then he had me in a place where I was able to buy a home. You know, and put my kids in a home. I was in an apartment, and God gave me a house. So we just involve Him. When we call on mm-hmm. Him, He answers. All He is yes, waiting on is an invitation. Just an invitation. Amen. Amen. So the last stage is acceptance. You know, of grief, accepting the call that someone that you love died, accepting that you won't be able to hear their voice anymore, accepting that you won't be able to uh, sup with them and, and dine with them, you know, and enjoy their, their master or whatever. We know that it's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard for all of us. I don't care how deep and spiritual you think you are. When they're not at your door, you are going to feel something. And the grief yep. may not come. I think it was uh, Sister Marquita last week that said, it's the stages we went through doesn't mean they're going to come in that chronological order. It can come, right. you know, very far, you know, far-fetched from each other. But the thing is, it's coming. And we want to be able to help you in dealing with it. I wanted to ask uh, Brother Jeremiah, if, if you calm down and cut your breath, I want to ask you, when it came to, you know, the death of your friend, uh, the death of uh, your grandparent, um, uh, the acceptance part of it, how as a young man did you deal with the acceptance of the death? Uh, y'all have me doing high knees in here. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to calm down now. But uh, hey. honestly, um. I don't. I don't think I've. I must be going through that stage now still, because uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I've gotten better, but I, I still haven't totally accepted it. Like, it, it still feels unreal, even though it's been years. It, it still doesn't feel real. 
and especially like with I went to my Grammy house um, last year to to help clean out, and it just felt so weird because that was like probably the second time I've been there since so five six years now. So it was it was just a real weird feeling. So I haven't really um, came to terms all the way, but like mm-hmm. I said, talking about it is I feel like that was the biggest step for me. Just talking about it with even if it's somebody you trusted or just a random person, just getting it out is, is one of the biggest steps because you can, it can make you, you know, it can eat a weight at you and, and you don't want that to happen, so. So, Brother Jeremiah, with your friends, how do you guys, how, when, when you experience, you know, grief or death, how do you uh, talk to each other? Because I know sometimes you say, oh, boy, it's going to be all right, but how do you, especially as a young man who believes God, how do you talk to your uh, your friends when it comes to grief? Um, just try to relate the messages that's, that's told to me from my family. Honestly, just just turning to God for everything. Um, you know, we we actually got to get better. Me and my friend was just talking about this. Actually, like we got to get better at communicating uh, within our circle because you know, growing especially with death and grief. Cause, 16, you know, we definitely don't know how to talk to each other then. So it was years where we just held it in and, you know, we'll talk about it. We're like, oh, yeah, man, that's crazy. You can't believe it. But we never got in full, you know, detail about the situation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, uh, and, that's, and that's a lot with our generation now. I think that's a, a big problem because we don't talk to each other uh, about how we're feeling. And we're probably all yeah. feeling the same way, but we don't, we don't step up and, and talk to each other, so... Mhm. How about crying? Is that forbidden with the young black man when you're dealing with your friends? Is that something that you encourage? Uh, personally, I don't. I don't cry that much. But um, like the day of the funeral, that was probably mm-hmm. the first time I seen a lot of my friends even shed a tear. You know, and mm-hmm. everybody was boohoo crying. But you know we we really don't cry cry like that around each other. But um, you know it's not like a it's not like a somebody would would call you weak or anything. We're not a uh, mm. you know nothing like that. But um, maybe people really feel like that deep down inside they they'll be looked to as weak. But that's just the mm-hmm. uh, it's the world we live in, unfortunately. Right. Right. Well, it's it's good that you are able to take, you know, the word back to them in order to encourage them and give them hope as um, a young black man, because, you know, like I said, everyone is going to experience some type of uh, death or grief of a loved one. Um, Sister Lorraine, did you catch your breath, sis? I caught my breath, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What what do you feel uh, when it comes to acceptance and, you know, dealing with death and grief and being able to talk about it? Um, I know a lot of times in the body of Christ, we are scared to go and talk to someone because, one, we don't want to hear about it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, two, we don't know how they're going to look at us, how we're going to be perceived. That's true. Um, go ahead. Go ahead, babe. 
Go ahead. Well, acceptance is a is a is an extended process uh, in my eyes because we we say the words I accept and and I'm gonna move forward, and then we hear a song or the wind blows just right, and we find ourselves right back where we started in trying to accept this this thing again, and so I believe that when we get to a place where we we want to accept what's inevitable in our lives, that we need to understand that this process is not instantaneous. So trust the process, though. The, the, the process, when it begins, you, you know you're in this process, so just trust it and go with it. And when, when you find yourself back at square one, just work, just work the process again. Just make up in your mind, I want to be free of this, I, I had a relationship that comes to mind today as you were talking, and, and this relationship brought me much grief when it ended. Mm-hmm. It ended abruptly, mm-hmm. and, and it ended wrong. And I'm the type mm-hmm. of person, I don't mind letting you go, but I like to talk about stuff. You understand? I like to, I mm-hmm. like to get an understanding about why we go in our separate ways and uh, what did I do wrong in this, in this relationship and explain myself. I, I'm that the type of person I am. And I didn't get a chance to explain myself. And so I find myself trying to accept the, the, the breakup of this relationship, not being able to talk about it. And mm. I, I, I think that I've moved on and then I see them. And I'm right back, mm. I'm big mad again. I'm big mad mm-hmm. because I don't understand. And so mm-hmm. I believe that acceptance is a is a ticket out of jail, Sister Tracy. But mm. it's like because you're imprisoned yourself. That person that, right. that you are uh, 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 grieving over sometimes, they've gone on, they've remarried, they've got 15 kids, they've got a job, a house on the hill with a white picket fence around it. They driving a good car, they eating good, and you over here with a can of nothing, hungry. And you're still mm. holding them because you're still grieving over the breakup of the, of the relationship. And so somewhere you got to get to the place where you want better for yourself. You yeah. want to get out of jail. You want to be free. Yeah. And some people are, are, are not literally behind bars, but they're more behind bars than the guy that's at the county. Because they're holding themselves in a state of grief. And I want, mm. I want to be truly free. So I'm working through some processes right now. Even as we speak, and this relationship uh, comes to mind today, that uh, it's a process, it's a progress in work, at work, a work in progress. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. And I like mm-hmm. to ask uh, Jeremiah, uh, says, how old he is, because I'm always fascinated with young men, and I like for people to know that all of our young men are not uh, talking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we got some intelligent ones. Jeremiah, how old are you, son? I'm 24 now. 24. Very good. Yeah. I, I just want people to know that you're not just talking like you, you you're talking like a granddaddy, but you you just 24 years old, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Papa on the phone. Papa. Yeah, oh, Papa on the <laughs> uh, Amen, Sister Sister Lorraine. I um I can appreciate that when it comes to relationships. I've had some relationships that have died. I mean, literally died. And even if I tried to go and water them, uh, the person wasn't open 
you know, they didn't reciprocate the same uh, need for the relationship that I had. So I, I, I can relate to that. And um, there is a grief process associated with that, it really is, for people that you truly love, you know. So um, I appreciate you sharing that. Sister Roberta, are you back with us? She said she got cut off, so I'm not sure if she um, was able to come back or not. Okay, I'm here. Oh, there she goes. Oh, there she goes. Hey there. <laughs> Hi there. I'm here. I I was doing my senior citizen uh, dance. You know, I I found out I can. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I can't bust. Okay, you have to do the senior citizen dance, but oh, uh, <laughs> but you dance nonetheless. You dance. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Amen. But I, I thank God. But you're you're talking about acceptance, and um, when you get to, to that state, I I think of this illustrator is that if you lose a limb, you lose an arm. And you, you know, you lose, you lose your arm. Your, 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 your mind tells you that it's there. You still feel everything, and your mind keeps telling you that it's there. But oh. you have to the fact that it's not there. But your mm-hmm. mind keeps reminding you if you feel the pain, you feel everything that you, if, if your arm was there. But to accept it means that I have to move on, learning how to use my other and arm to do what the left one used to do. It's not there anymore. It's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's good talk. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not coming back. So that's acceptance. When you accept the fact that it's gone. So this is my new norm. Now I, I don't have my left arm. But I don't lay down and die because I don't have my left arm. I have to learn how to function and operate without it. So this is my new norm. It's not coming back. So I have to move forward without the left arm. And it's the same thing with the with the loved one that has gone. When you come into the acceptance that, you know, this person is not coming back. Mm -hmm. This person is gone. So my new norm now is to get up and continue on without that person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now my mind tells me that my arm is there and I feel everything that that I used to feel with the arm. But reality is, it's not. So with the new norm, with that person is, you know, you know, my mom, you know, she's done. And sometimes I miss her and I want to talk to her so bad. And Mm -hmm. I say, you know what? I really miss you. I wish Mm -hmm. you were here to share this with me. Mm -hmm. But I just don't throw it away. I always go back to, I really miss you. I wish you you were here. But it's the new norm. That's good. Sister Tracy, uh-huh. did you did you see on Facebook yesterday, Michelle went over to Thelma's house. Did you see that tour yesterday? I, I did not. No, I did not. Did you see it, Roberta? No. I, I... Yeah, she 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 went to um, uh, Thelma's house and she said there was a guy cutting the grass and she asked him could she go inside and he told her yes. She went inside and she was she took a video of the whole entire house and it was just something to um to see that and mm. how even in people's absence um 
they still minister to our hearts because we never forget the impactful things that they do in our lives. And and it was just a pleasant surprise to revisit the inside of that home on yesterday. And I and I just Amen. wanted to know if you saw that. Amen. I can only imagine. I hadn't mm-hmm. seen it. I'm going to have to go back and, and check that out. On Michelle Harrison's page. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amen. Well, but Pastor Chris, uh, I'm going to give you a couple minutes to talk to us about acceptance, and then we're going to go to callers. Now, Pastor Chris, you have to be good. I know I told you this the last time, and I don't think you uh, you should be, <laughs> but this, this time uh-huh. you're going to be good, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna be good. Uh, uh, last time I had a, a Holy Ghost cotton in my ear, so I couldn't quite hear you. <laughs> so I was I was in the spirit, and I just had to let loose. But but <laughs> yeah, I I really don't have. I mean, I really don't have anything to really say because you ladies pretty much knocked it out the park. Um, and and because I'm on restriction now, I'm going to be good. So I'm going to prepare myself to take the callers because I'm not trying to start another praise break. And I feel it, and I need to be good. And I'm going to we, – we don't have time left, so we won't get to the callers. So that's my two cents. I'm not tired, Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris, I'm not, oh, you're not I did the senior I did the senior citizen dance, so I still got some in me. Say so they just bought me. You you can do a party break for me, you know, because I I'm not tired. I know how to do the senior citizen dance. See. Hello. These people do not know how to behave. I'm glad I'm 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 doing good today. I'm gonna get a sucker. Y'all not getting no you sucker, sure Pastor Chris, you and Roberta. Well that's just, well you, you chilling this week. That, that's yes. why you, you just chilling. But see, I, I know back there, you over there, I know you got your foot stomping. Mm-hmm. And I know I, your head is going from left to right real fast. And then your right arm, mm-hmm. like try, you trying to keep yourself in that chair because you're not the mm-hmm. main host today. But I know you <laughs> was in the background getting your praise on, making sure you don't break nothing. See, let me stop. That's See, right. Get me started. That's right. So let's let, let's get this <laughs> Okay, stop, stop, stop. Bam. Stop. All right. There Jesus, you, you had to have a talk with that right, man. Back to you. Back to you. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't deal. So I can't deal. We are going to we are going to take our callers. Do we have any callers today, Pastor Chris? Uh, yes, ma'am. We have a lot of callers this morning. Well, this amen, afternoon, rather. Amen. So, callers, we will only read the last four digits of your phone number. So, the first caller up, seventy nine ninety one, seventy nine ninety one. You are live on the air. God bless you. Oh, hello, everybody. Hi. Hi, I, I was just saying I enjoyed the lesson today. Uh, it really brought back a, a lot of thoughts that I had that I thought I had them not, that I had buried inside. So I really appreciate the message. Amen. What a wonderful thing Amen. to say. Thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. Amen. God bless you. Dex Caller, 6015. 6015, you are live on the air. God bless you. I'll mute your phone, sister. 
Unmute Lucille. Lucille, do you hear me? I hear you now, darling. Damn. You hear me now? I hear you now. Um, we enjoyed the program, and um, like uh, my cousin said, it brought up a lot of memory of what passed and go- gone, mm-hmm. but um, it made me think whether or not uh, I grieve for my husband when he passed because uh, I-, I kept busy helping somebody else. And make me feel like I didn't have time to grieve, but I really enjoyed the program today. Y'all have a blessed day, and we really enjoyed it. Amen. 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 Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. 5551, 5551, you are live on the air. God bless you. I'm just listening, Pastor Chris. Amen. Well, we appreciate you calling in. I know you got something to say.
I took a seven-day journey where I wouldn't unlock my door. My neighbor kept leaving notes on my door. I wouldn't even go to my mailbox. I was in depression, but I didn't call it depression. I just said I was taking me a quiet time, but I was locked down mm-hmm. in depression. Mm-hmm. And I screamed mm-hmm. out on that seventh day. And I asked God, I said, why didn't you just let me die? My Lord. And God said to me and told me the reason. He said, the reason I let you live is the same reason that I sent my son to this world to tell others about me. So you guys really, really touched my heart today. I thought Amen. last week was something, but this was the biggest steak I ever ate today on this buffet. Amen. Praise, Praise the Lord. Wonderful job for God. Keep Thank you, Jesus. Thank God. God bless you. Got me full already. God bless I didn't you. dance. Mess with my heart. <laughs> Amen. God bless. Thank you. God bless you. We need to start putting the disclaimer on this show. But anyway, let me let me stop. <laughs> uh, next caller, twenty eight twenty four twenty eight twenty four. You are live on the air. God bless you. Um, good morning, just listening in. Thank Amen. you. Thank you so much Amen. for calling. Next caller. Four zero zero zero. Four zero zero zero. You are live on the air. Priscilla, are you? Yes, ma'am. Hi. Hey. I am always blessed listening to the buffet. But today uh, so her name Sister Tracy? Yeah. Your friend that you was talking about that speech. Ooh. Wow. Ooh, Jesus. Amen. Mm. Glory, mm. glory, glory. Ah. Wow. Ooh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mm. You about to start something. See, we, we try to calm down. See, but Let me stop right there. Father, in Jesus' name, God's deliverance is at her house now. You knock on her door now. And let God let her open up the door that you might come in and set her free. We come for her today, Lord God. We set ourselves in agreement. We're warring in the realm of the Spirit for her today, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. The blood of Jesus Christ is against you. And I, you Christ. She heal God. And she Thank you. 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 Thank you.
you to this line on today for God Hallelujah. has set you free and that <laughs> them that God has set free you're free indeed and don't you dare let the enemy cause you to be bound anymore past today walk in the freedom of God God bless you we on the buffet love you to life and we thank you for calling amen, amen. Pastor Chris 3066 are live. God bless you. Hey, amen. I'm just here enjoying it uh, and touching and agreeing on everything with all the breakthroughs. Y'all keep up the great work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. We got two more left. 
8637. 8637, you are live on the air. God bless you. Hello, everyone. This is Rose. I'm just listening. You guys are doing an awesome job, and I'm just excited for what's in store and what God's doing with the show. Y'all have a blessed day. God bless you, Rose. Last Amen. caller, 4483, 4483. You are live on the air. God bless you. Good evening, everyone. This is uh, Pastor Jackson. I want to say to the caller, you made a lot of things been hit it at your way. You call at the right time. You may not understand everything you just heard, but all you need to do is touch and agree with what you under, what you call into. You may not understand it right now. But you'll see the manifestation within a few days or even as now we talk. Because we, understand, we don't understand how phone can call to California and call different places. So don't try to understand it. Just accept it. Accept what you have heard. Accept what you have heard. When you call in, you got immediately help and accept it. You don't understand it. Don't allow nothing to come in and try to take it away from you. God is just here a quick God. He's a right now God. So he give when the enemy gave you those thoughts and the enemy you you open your mouth and God will show you how fast he can work. So just take your take it and leave don't try to put no other thoughts from you get off this line. You continue trust and believe God and believe God answered you. Immediately when you called out, the Lord answered you. He have a word for you just that quick. So don't allow nothing, nothing to snatch it away. You've been blessed. You're already blessed. So you, you've been healed. Just believe it. Just say it. Don't, you may not understand it. Just say, I'm not there no more. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. I received it. Thank God for his, his answering us. So that's what you're into right now. God is just like that. So he had took care of you already. Don't go no further. Just believe it. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Thank you, callers. It wasn't by coincidence you called in. So, Sister Lorraine, Sister Tracy, Sister Roberta, back to you. Listen, I am in total awe of the power (laughs) of God. The power, the power, Mm -hmm. the power, Mm -hmm. the matchless power of God. Yeah. I just yeah. want to close first of all. Thank you once again Sister Lorraine and Sister Roberta for allowing me to be your guest host. Brother Jeremiah, thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your yeah. commitment and for showing up. You know, I just want everyone to go in peace on today. God has already worked it out. You have been yeah. made whole. Amen. <laughs> you have been made whole. Amen. I know it's the end of the show. I just um, want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. And I want to leave you with this. Grief is the process that God uses to bring us to a place of wholeness. Amen. So we go, Amen. grief is a part of life. We go on and we do it so that we can heal and be made whole. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. See you next week. Amen. Amen. Bye-bye. Pastor Chris. I was in certain danger Caught in the crossfire of hope and regret Thought I could be my own savior But I'm 
faithful from the beginning. You found my pain, you have been where I've been, and I hear you say, with you 24-7. Just download Live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! TPV Radio, Central Texas. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.